0: You're listening to the RV of Three podcast with your hosts, Dave and Corinne Yandel, and of course, Odin Pierre, our French Bulldog pup. We are three new to full-time RV life, but not new to travel and adventure.
1: Like most adults, we had successful career jobs, homes, and lots of things when we first met, none of which filled our need for travel and adventure. We left that to open and run a successful gym for seven years, but still something was missing.
0: With jokes of going tiny for years, we felt, if not now, then when. So we sold what we could and packed up the rest to hit the road. This
1: podcast is all about our trials and tribulations of full-time RV living, and of course, some fun times too. If you like our show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on Instagram at RV of 3 And we're back. I beat you. Party noises don't work. (laughs) All right. Episode 21. Ooh. So we've officially gotten 21 episodes of the IVF3 podcast. Yay. All right. My icebreaker for you today before we get into today's topic.
0: I'm not listening.
1: Is what's been your favorite thing about being back in Utah?
0: Ooh. Favorite thing about being back in Utah is definitely the heat.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been nice being back in warm weather and enjoying that, that summertime I guess feel to it. The sun's been warm. So getting back in the warmth has been nice because I'm looking forward to a milder, like warmish I say warm even though it it can still get cold. It'll yeah. be warmer than back home.
0: Yeah, so like here, you know, it might be a little bit chilly in the morning for like sweats. Right. But very quickly, you're putting on shorts and, and a t shirt.
1: Or at least. the, the I... I mean, the, yeah, the, you're probably going to be cold in the morning and in the evenings, and then in the daytime, they say, you know, it gets up to the, you know, it gets generally at the coldest 40s, 50s, and then, or average, and then the coldest, you know, they maybe see, he was like, I think he said less than 10 days where it's below freezing a yeah. So So excited about that.
0: Bum, bum, my question for you what is your least favorite travel life task uh,
1: probably just driving yeah like it's cool but it's also annoying too
0: so you really wish that my tiktok of the I dream a genie and we're there yes. was true I could feel that.
1: It's just a necessary evil. It's just kind of boring though. When you're like, shit, gotta go across the country, Or you have a sixteen hours. You know, like, it's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not so bad in areas that are beautiful, but areas. That I are still just,
1: life. I mean, I don't enjoy driving.
0: I yeah. do. Um, mine's dishes. I just hate doing dishes all the time. Hmm. Several times a day.
1: Get a dishwasher.
0: No. All right. So
1: today we are discussing expectations on work camping. Yep. It is a common question that we see a lot. A lot of people, it's a hot button issue in a lot of the -hmm. the Facebook groups. People get so mad when a job posts. Um, And we just wanted to talk about, like, I guess, expectations versus reality. What is this really? What are you you trying to do here? Um, Why you shouldn't get so mad about it? And coming from somebody who does it, Give some feedback on, I guess, you know, some of the...
0: I think a lot of it is not only, obviously, our experience. I get that, in theory, like, we've only been in two places. I hear you. But I've talked to tons of different people who work camp. I talk to, I've talked to different campground owners. I've talked to um, people who do seasonal work camping, full-time work camping, people who <laughs> just travel full-time and don't work camp. And then also we were business owners, so small business owners. So there's a lot of different variables and, and like points of views that I think that we can bring to the table mm-hmm. um, on this topic. And I think that the biggest, most blatant one that people don't necessarily have aligned with their expectations and reality is the pay and what they can expect to make while work camping. I think that people have some grandiose designed ideas about how much money they're going to make in traveling the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, people look at, I see a lot, the complaint is, oh my gosh, the hourly wage is so low, it's only 10 bucks an hour. It's not livable. It's like a lot of times, a lot of these places um, are smaller family-owned campgrounds. And yeah, maybe they can come up with um, a little bit more money, but I mean that's what they they bent they I guess budget for, um, and also, you know you're typically getting a free a site. Yeah,
0: you know, and not, some of them, not ask, all of them
1: some of them ask for hey give us a, like x amount of hours to pay off your site. But they're not making any money off of that site. Yeah, and you're using electric usually and water, so I mean they have to recoup. There are some costs there. Plus, people forget of all the... It's not just like you park here and, and the campground's making tons of money.
0: Yeah. So As a business
1: owner, insurance is yeah. probably eating them up.
0: So we've talked about it before on our podcast that like if you take what I make and you add in basically that they're paying my rent, electric, water, and sewer... And spread that out over the, you know, days of the month and days that I'm working and the hours I'm averaging, you can double, if not triple, technically what your pay is. Yep. Because a lot of times, like you said, you're not paying for your site and all of those amenities. Now, I've seen a ton of positions that will pay 15 to $25 an hour based on position and experience that don't come with sites.
1: Yep. Or you have, you have like... Yeah, you have to pay a certain amount, right? They give you yeah. maybe reduced rent, but they, you know there's a base rent that you have to pay.
0: Yeah, so and when you're talking about being a business owner and taxes and all of that fun stuff that you have to deal with, I would rather take the lower hourly rate and get a free site that doesn't count into taxes than I would getting that $25 an hour, but I still have to pay some sort of rent or utilities Yep. because then you have to claim it all. Yep. Um, And you don't
1: get to write off your rent.
0: No, exactly. You don't get to write off your rent. And I think, too, a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to go full-time in the RV. I'm going to get a full-time wage. and I'm going to get a free site. And I'm going to be able to provide my family and live off of this. And a lot of them have kids. Well, mm, there's ways to make it doable. But a lot of it means you have to go into this lifestyle with no debt. You can't be paying loans on your vehicle and your trailer or other things. um,
1: Yeah. So you got to have debt free, got to have some savings. You're going to look for any way you can cost save. So Mm -hmm. not eating out. Nope. You're probably not going to be traveling a lot, save money and gas. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, like I, I'm in these groups to find jobs, these various groups. And I constantly see people complaining. And first of all, there's a lot of good responses of people who are like, look, every single person in work camping is in a different life, ex- like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A different
1: life experience or like life status, yeah. basically
0: situation. You know, some people are retirees that already get a monthly stipend. They're just looking, you know, a lot of times by the time you get to retirement,
1: just looking for the economy something. has
0: gone up and your retirement money can't pay your monthly bills. So you're just looking for something to supplement your monthly bills and keep you busy. And keep you busy, um, but you're not looking for a full time wage. Um, and then there's other people who, you know, maybe their spouse, like us, works, yeah, and it, it helps with some of those monthly bills. But regardless, <clears throat> just because a situation isn't for you, doesn't mean you should attack that person or that campground for what they're posting. Because people will take that job because they have different expectations. First of all, and second of all. As a small business owner, like Dave said, there is only so much I can offer. You know, I can't compete with big old corporate campgrounds.
1: Right. And, you know, the campground, they're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if they're a family-owned place, they need to make, you know, maybe they have expectations of how much they need to make. So yeah. this is all they can budget for. Um, so I guess in those instances, all I would urge people to do, especially in groups, is if it's not for you, and you're like, hmm, that doesn't pertain to me. Then or just move on. Yeah. I don't see why there has to be some cutting down, and that's my pet peeve with yeah. Facebook groups. But. The,
0: the other big problem that I see when, when people are posting these positions that are available is that as a general rule, as a, as a business owner, and when I apply for positions, um, they will have a list of several "Quote unquote responsibilities and/or duties," and I've seen people who are like, "For ten dollars an hour, that's ridiculous to ask me to do all that stuff." Well, first of all, you're not doing all that stuff at once. I don't multitask that hard, okay? I do. I have probably over twenty things on my job description here at Dark Sky, but I'm not doing them all at once, right? And I think that people have this, like, they see this laundry list and it's, like, overwhelming and I I understand. But remember, they're just listing all the things you might do at any given moment. You might be talking to guests. You might be doing um, garbage. You might be doing bathrooms. You might be on their systems. You might be, you know, uh, know, checking in with other teams, whatever it is. But regardless, you can only do so much in an hour and you'll get paid. And if it takes you more than an hour... To do those tasks, you're going to get paid for more than an hour. Yeah,
1: and it, it, it's just a job description, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to give you a general job description. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I went through three days, four days? Three days. Three days of training for Zantera's opera system. I learned so much. Dave saw my huge notebook with all my notes and all my tab. Of the things I learned in that three days for seven hours a day, I think I did 10% of that task. Even when I became a senior, maybe another add another 10% of things on my to-do list. Yeah. They tell you so you know it, but you're not always going to be doing it.
1: Yep. You know, and, and some campgrounds, though, might have different requirements. But a lot of them, like Corinne said, like you can't be cleaning the bathrooms and running around doing, you know, lawn care at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, it's, again, it's probably be like... Hey, you know, like here, you know, they clean the bathrooms daily, but they split it up between everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, maybe you're only going to mow the lawn once a week. Yep. Most likely.
0: I spend the first couple hours of my day (laughs) doing my uh, setup for all the incoming guests. Then I spend the end of my night just responding to the current guests and, and whatever he's doing. But like Dave said, in the middle of the day, I might go clean the bathrooms or I might go shovel rocks or, you know, other lawn care responsibilities.
1: The biggest thing that I've seen from you is, you know, yeah, you have these harder tasks or something, you know, sometimes and mm-hmm. they're lab- laborious or you know, you do have a lot of downtime as I well. I feel
0: like that was a very
1: But some but I'm
0: sophisticated word.
1: And you laborious. always you talk a lot about like just this this you love it for the simpleness right mm-hmm. it's just like oh you want me to go shovel some rocks like it's not a requ- like they're not requiring you They're just you kind of offered that like yep. hey i'll help you shovel rocks because i can do it to stay fit like mm. they didn't ask you to do that
0: ken you, offers to build new yeah stuff because he's really handy at that he enjoys it
1: um so there are extra tasks that you know you guys do around here and, and every campground is different but i mean what i'm trying to say is like it's it's a simple enough job that like it's not going to be a career job. It's not a, yeah. it's not a job like I do where I'm on zoom calls all day long, where we have a, where, you know, I, I, I have to support clients. I have to onboard them. I have to check in and follow. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many tasks that I have to do mm-hmm. in my job um, that sometimes it's mentally just draining where it's like, sometimes I look at you and I'm like, man, I wish <laughs> I could have that job right now. Of just, when you, especially when you're like, Hey, it's, it's, I just like the, the simpleness of it. Like, I don't yep. have to worry. I just... Okay, yep. You want me to do that? No problem. But I guess takeaway is, you know, we've talked about work camping in the past and how you can make money on the road. But realizing that it is yep. not, like a, I guess, a career where you're mm-hmm. going to, like, make thousands and <laughs> per year. Yeah. It's just more of just a supplement that... Well, if you didn't, you'd have to go get a job somewhere, and then you'd have to pay the rent. So yeah. it's a trade-off.
0: And I think a lot of it like comes from these groups when they're talking about, like, how do I budget for full-time travel? Well, there's way too many fucking variables. Do you have some sort of monthly income already or not? Um, are you only living off of what you make? Do you have kids? Do you have pets? Um, are you going to be traveling a lot? Um, you know, you can find some of those maybe upper management jobs. For a lot of places, both corporate and personal, um, if you're willing to stay somewhere longer. And by longer, I'm talking like one to two years long.
1: Yeah. So the other trade-off, too, is the fact that, yeah, you're doing these jobs, but like you're also not going to stick with this employer Mm. for too long. So you're kind of like a seasonal employee or Mm -hmm. an employee that's just going to be there for a short period of time, and then they're losing you. So, you know, they... There's no real prerogative to really pay you too much because you, you are gonna leave, they know that you're mm-hmm. gonna leave you're not gonna be doing this for years. Like yeah. in your mind you might be work camping for years, but you're not gonna be working for one place typically. You're gonna yeah. be hop sketching around. So it's affording you to be able to do that.
0: I think a lot of people are are putting expectations in these work camping positions. Of careers, yes. Even though they know they're temporary and they only want to work for three to four months, and I think it's when you're coming from a corporate world or a career world, it is hard to change your mentality. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's definitely a mentality thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh, I see that hourly wage and that. There's no way. Like, well, it's not necessarily meant Mm -hmm. to be that, right? It's supposed typically, you know, until up until recently, this was like we mentioned retirees who who travel full-time. It wasn't too many people in our age bracket yep. that were allowed or able to travel. So this is something new to us, whereas these retirees were just looking to supplement their time because they had the free time to do it. Oh, yeah, I'll make 10 bucks an hour plus to get the retirement, like you mentioned earlier. Which now, because the younger groups are coming in, we have seen rate um, the pay, the pay rate has been going up at many of these places. They
0: really are, and so are their amenities or what their their um, bonuses that they're offering and things like that. And I think that the what is the word I'm looking for? Culture.
1: Yeah, culture.
0: No, that's not the word I'm thinking of. This portion of business, like this, this niche. No. This- Wow, I'm going to be stuck on it because it's stuck in my brain and now my brain can't, like, focus next after this sentence. This
1: group industry, of?
0: Industry. <laughs> industry. There yeah. we go. This industry will catch up to this changing group of people who are working in it, right? Um, I do think that eventually if this becomes more of a younger driven group to do it, um, I do think that obviously there's going to be other expectations. Now, I got a raise before I came here, back here. I also have more tasks and responsibilities with said raise. So I think there's this constant uh, wall that's being pushed between both the employees and the employers finding like, okay, what am I willing to pay for? what am I willing to give you and what are you going to be giving me back for that?
1: Yeah, and you guys also got to remember, we talked about this, like, campgrounds have, they're not I mean, they have um, they have costs that they have to pay yeah. for. Insurance is one of them. Insurance things you'll is,
0: never even realize. Insurance is
1: ridiculous how much you have to pay for a gym, like for I'm sorry, a business owner. When we had our gym, insurance is one of the most expensive things. people thing. on
0: this property I guarantee you <clears throat> it's the same thing exactly.
1: here. Exactly. Then you have those utilities. We talked about that. Um, so there are a lot of underlying costs. And to be a business, you also have taxes, which are crazy for small business. You have owner taxes because they have to make their money, but you know they have to pay for it. And then they have to pay... pay Employee taxes, unless it's an, an I-9 or you're, you're an independent contractor, then the employee has to pay for it, which is a huge cost. So some places, if you're W-2, then you have workers' compensation,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is a huge cost. So all these like fees and costs that, that people have to do, especially as a small business... Um, They have to recoup that somehow. So a lot of times when also, you know, we talk about, well, I want to be paid more. Okay. But then you're out there complaining about campgrounds being so expensive, you know, at your spots. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. They're charging me $100 a night or more, $125 a night. Yep. Because people are demanding more money for pay and, you know, campgrounds have to do it. But they also have to then, like, they can't just give you them. They can't just give that raise without. Yeah. You know, because costs are still going up. So there's another added cost. So they have to recoup that.
0: I think another expectation versus reality um, is those like higher demand areas, right? Yep. How many times do we see people who are like looking to be in yeah. Arizona, yeah. Texas, or Florida for the winter? Well, so is 20,000 other people. Yeah. So your expectation, there's plenty of campgrounds to go around. Yep. Plenty but you're not going to be in maybe the most desirable area of those locations and or the most desirable campgrounds, especially ones that have been around for a while and people who have been in this lifestyle for a while. They've got their revolving door.
1: Yeah, the people who come back are like, you know, okay, I'll be back. Like Florida, people leave in the summer times, but they're back in the winters. They have those people that constantly even come back. So they kind of have theirs thing. Um, And like you said it, like, so you look in these desirable areas and you know, based on desire, they can choose to sit there and say, you know what, I'm only paying 10 bucks an hour and you have to give me 25 hours minimum to give me your site. And then you're going to pay Then I'll pay the rest. So anything over $25 an hour, you'll get your $10 an hour. And people like complain about that. And it's like, well, a lot of it is like you said, desirable area. Yep. They're getting the people who want to be there because it's Florida or a warm area and they're yeah. like unfortunately that's kind of that's what you want to do and that's where you want to be you're going to have to kind of suck it up and do it.
0: And I think sometimes uh, you know for us that are new we have to remember like I'm going to do this job that maybe I didn't necessarily want to do or in a location I didn't want to do but it's at least for the company I want and be able to get in with them and be like here are my skills let me show myself off yep. so then I either get promoted very quickly I can come back the next season to a better position you know all of those things play a role. And I think we were able to readjust because this is technically our like third career of our lives. Yeah. And I think that when we went into opening the gym, we had to remember that just because we've already had a career and we were later in life, we were starting over in a new industry. So if you're starting over in work camping, I don't care how much experience you have, you're still untested in this industry. Right. Just like if I were to leave to go to another industry that I that I haven't worked in, I'm still untested. Mm-hmm. So you got to pay your dues, you got to take your lumps, you know, it it's going to be a little bit for you to figure it out and find your place. Yeah,
1: and also figure out too like, well, you know, maybe Work camping wasn't for me, or yep. this position, I felt like they worked me too much. It wasn't worth it. So then you start looking for those jobs that are willing to only pay you $15 an hour and give you the full hookup mm-hmm. sites and blah, 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 and don't ask for anything in return for the, your site. You know what I mean? So you, you start to learn this, and then you're like, well, this is what I'm willing to do yep. for it, and you adjust accordingly.
0: Yeah, and I think that a lot of people focus... So much on what they're not getting that they forget maybe why they got into this lifestyle and the opportunities it is presenting. We are in an area that is really close to a lot of things you want to be doing. So it's very active lifestyle. So we love that. There's opportunities for me to meet new people and make new connections for my business. Um, There is... Just all this potential growth, and I'm looking at, like, the long-term benefits of every place we go, not just the short-sighted ones.
1: And I'm just saying what's better than Wisconsin? Where we well.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I think that people think it's really easy to get into work camping, and it's very easy to find jobs where they'll – I literally see them post in the group of 100,000 people and employers – Hey, my name is X. I am, you know, in the field of customer service, 17 years experience, Message me with jobs in Florida and Texas. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, no. The, that's not how you apply for a job. No. Now you might have, you know, maybe it worked for a few people where somebody's desperate and they're like, oh, you know, and they'll give you, they'll reach out to you or something because there are some recruiters in there in those groups, so they'll, they'll do mm-hmm. things occasionally. But, like, that is not...
0: I I get it's a Facebook group, which makes it feel very informal, but you cannot be that informal.
1: Yeah, you really have to just look for the jobs that are being posted. Um, Maybe you can say, hey, we're new to work camping and we're excited, you know, hoping to be in this area. But I would strongly suggest... Be a little bit more professional. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, we said, oh, this isn't a career and all that, but it's still a job. Um, You know, when you first applied and you found this position, they still asked for a resume. They still Mm -hmm. had an interview. Um, You know, we did it over Zoom and all that. So have done a lot of interviews. I feel like it should just be, you still want to treat it as such. It is a professional. It is a job. So just act more professional over it. Um,
0: And I'm going to say, I will say, I'm going to caveat this with, this goes on both sides, right? How many times have I now applied for jobs? that these companies, recruiters, and or private campgrounds will contact me, then they forget to follow up, they don't call when they're supposed to, they're not answering people, and we've heard this a lot, not, a lot of campgrounds aren't answering work campers' inquiries about jobs. And I think that that goes both ways. Like, just because this is like a part-time or a you know, fill for a space, you need to treat me with the same dignity and respect as any other job.
1: Yeah, you expect work campers to come in and um you know, uphold your style and, and treat your I guess it would be your baby as, you know, like hey mm-hmm. you love it and you know you're gonna you're gonna be respectful, you're going to follow the rules, you know. If you want that then, you know, you absolutely have to treat it as a you know, a professional job as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're the leader, you're the you're the example. If you don't take that, then you're gonna get crap employees who also yeah. think if you don't care then they think then they think they don't have to care
0: yeah and i will say that for me it's a big red flag when i'm going to work for someone if i start getting like weird vibes about their responses and their yeah. etiquette back to me uh, oh i so forgot don't be
1: af- i forgot to call you
0: yeah don't be afraid to like not go for a company because you're getting bad vibes because um, it'll put you in an experience that you're that's not enjoyable and then this life might not be enjoyable for you which you didn't get a good experience, um, so just you know, making sure that's on both ends of the spectrum. So, cool. Well, as a recap, we said expectations are um, how much you're going to be making, yep. and this is not necessary. Ninety percent of these jobs are not full income, support yourself jobs off of. We said be realistic about the duties and that and job description that are required the location and popularity of said locations and your expectations of getting into them, and then how you apply for a job.
1: Yep. And we said um, that when they're listing out those job descriptions. Yeah. Like, just read it. If it's not for you, move on.
0: Do you know how many things I bullet points of lawn care I get to put on um, my resume now because I've done so much stuff? Yep. But if you really looked at it, it really I've only done it in this last week and it's taken me maybe three hours total. Oh. So, but I can I can bullet point it, make it sound really appealing.
1: Yep, so if you want a work camping job, definitely update your resume. Keep yep. that done. And every job you have, you can put it on a resume. And that's what most of these places are looking mm-hmm. for, not necessarily a post on the Facebook group. But you can post, you know, you can go to a job and you see someone hiring. You can then submit your resume of all the cool things you have done with all of your experience. Yep. All right, hopefully this was helpful to you guys. Um, anything else before we leave?
0: No, I think that's it.
1: Wanted well, to keep it short and simple to help you guys out? Plus, we're going to go enjoy the sunset. So, bye. We will see you in the next <laughs> one. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the RV of Three podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Share with your friends and give us a five star review.
0: Want to see what adventures we are on right now? Follow us on Instagram at RV of Three.